You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Diner on GGR Pirate Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of The Diner on GGR Pirate Radio. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your co-host in this podcasting excellence that we produce for you every week. Uh, the website, check it out. There's lots of great articles that we've been writing. Uh, lots of great podcasts, too, to listen to. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. Joining me for this episode of The Diner, his name is Steve Monick. It's kind of like one of those diner nights where you're like, you know what? I'm having a good conversation. I will order that milkshake. Let's keep the party going here. It, dude, that's so – we actually – like on my way home from work tonight, Sandy texted me, and she's like, I need dessert, and there's a Chick-fil-A between work and home so i had to stop and get milkshakes for the family so like i knew it's like by the way let me mention if you haven't had one yet they have a it's sort of a milkshake but not really they have a um it's a coffee milkshake at um at chick-fil-a is it actually like coffee like caffeinated or is it just flavored i i'm not 100 percent sure i think it's caffeinated but like the flavor is is awesome. It is so freaking good. It's like I think they call it a frosted coffee, and it was delicious. I had that, and then Jax is a big fan of the uh, cookies and cream, and same thing with Sandy. I, so I got them the cookies and cream uh, milkshakes, and I got the uh, frosted coffee. But yeah, that was like it was like the perfect pick me up, like because I had had like a not a long day, but it was I had a lot to do. So like having something like that on my way home from work was like freaking perfect. So a an unofficial. If you're in a, if you're near a Chick-fil-A and you feel like picking one up, but let me also state this too, you know, hey, if you're, if you don't go to Chick-fil-A for, for moral convictions, we understand that and that's fine. But it's the, our Chick-fil-A in particular in this area, and I'm not going to get into this again, but like ours is a lot for the community. So we're big supporters of them um, as far as like what they do to help the community. It's more of like a support of the local franchise and what they do on a corporate level i'm not a fan of but we're not going to get into that so just moving on it was a delicious milkshake let's just leave it at that so it's one of my biggest disappointments is when i when i bought my house i'm not close to any chick-fil-a so the next time <laughs> i'm near one i'm just gonna like veer <laughs> off the highway and go fly down again. <laughs> mike said i have to get a coffee drink yeah, yeah. It, it was it was quite it was it was really tasty and like i've as I've gotten older, I've, I like coffee way more than I used to when I was young. I never liked oh it when God, I was a kid, I but I love it now. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't live without it. I'm drinking one right now. I have a Starbucks coffee in my hand as we speak. Yeah. I, I love it so it, much. It, it's my morning staple. Go yeah. go get coffee. Go get on the bus to go to work. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good move. Like I've I'm I'm now a well, especially because my schedule changed and I have to wake up earlier now. Um, I am a wake up and have a cup of coffee before i do anything person so i've become that guy so well how do you take it it, that's a big question yeah pretty pretty much pretty much black for the most part with the exception Uh, of like i'll have like i'll have like a shot of almond milk because i'm trying to go as non-dairy as possible with the exception of like you know the coffee milkshake i had earlier today i'll tell you what's not bad no i i pretty much exclusively drink it black but i'll tell you what's pretty darn good Splash of heavy cream and a couple shakes of cinnamon there. It tastes like cinnamon yes. toast crunch. It's not bad yeah. at all. Yeah, I'm Dude. right there with I I have been known to go Canadian with it, and I'll pour a little bit of maple syrup in my coffee, like a, in a black cup of coffee and mix it in just to give it a little bit of a uh, little flavor there. <laughs> look, look at freaking uh, Tim Hortons over here with his maple Thanks. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Yeah, you know. Uh, that's I wish we had Tim Hortons down here, man. Like I, as we've discussed on many occasions, I'm a big fan of donuts in general. But like Tim Hortons had, uh, I got a crawler from Tim Hortons when we were up in uh, Erie, uh, right after your wedding, Steve. And it was like the best damn donut I had ever had. It was so delicious. Like I ate it and I'm walking out the door eating it, and I stopped and was ready to do like military style about face to turn around and go buy more. Like uh, it was that good. Plus it was like started by a hockey player so like there's just something also like so canadian about that place where you're kind of like why don't you have a bigger foothold here 
Oh, because yeah. you're like way Canadian. <laughs> Super Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. They apparently like the the parent company owns both them and Burger King. And I was hoping that that meant we were going to see more Tim Hortons come south. But eh, it is and what it is. I suppose. Rounding it back to chicken sandwiches, that company also owns Popeye's. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Huh. Good figure. Know. I think yeah. it's Restaurant Brands International, I want to say is the name of the company. Off the there's, top of my head. there's one that owns um, – I was just reading about this, and I can't remember the name of the burger joint. But uh, it's like Yum Foods, the company that owns um, Pizza Hut and Pepsi and KFC and Taco Bell uh, just bought a burger franchise that's lo- – like. They have like a location that's up up north, uh, up in Maryland, in like the D.C. area, and I can't remember what it's called um, right now. Oh, Habit uh, to buy Habit restaurants is what it is. Never heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of that. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, The Habit is what it's called, and I'm gonna look them up. The Habit, H-A-B-I-T. This burger. is classic diner, by the way. Just yeah, us talking snowballing about through different foods and coffees and stuff. Exactly what I was looking for, man. There's one in Alexandria. Uh, there's one in Chantilly. There's one in Waldorf, um, home of uh, Good Charlotte, in case you ever want to visit them. That's exclusively where they hang out. Open door policy. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> they don't got anything else going on. You can find Benji and Joel. They're just hanging out. <laughs> That's a that's a real deep cut for all you all you mid nineties early two thousand like <laughs> I would say rock but they're not even rock I don't even know what category would you call them would you call them emo or the emo no, I would emo. call them pop punk pop yeah. punk yeah that's a good call yeah okay and there's one in Gaithersburg um, a lot of them up north man there's a lot in Jersey and a lot uh, there's one in North Carolina apparently there's the Habit is what it is. So now that Yum Foods owns them, you, now you're interested. I it's guess. not even so much that know. I'm interested. It's because that was the one thing that Yum Foods was missing uh, to compete with McDonald's. Mm. Was they had this like this this empire of other foods, but they didn't have a really good burger place. And now they they bought them. So here we are. I mean, I would contend that McDonald's doesn't necessarily have a good burger place either. But that's Ooh. personal opinion. Burn. Yeah. Right. By the ointment. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had food from mcdonald's in a very long time like i my guy would contend you've never had food from mcdonald's ever (laughs) hey look at you two for destroying them right now and i don't know why steve who is tipping you off on these pitches man right (laughs) yeah i know right don't worry about it my wife's in the background banging a trash can with a hammer or something (laughs) (laughs) oh there it is right there oh he knows the next joke that's coming um (laughs) We we did a we did an episode of the diner um the like the our first one back from uh when we uh, when 2020 started and we didn't have you on Steve so we didn't get to have any of your answers are uh, you um when it comes to going to a diner mm-hmm. how do you feel about having breakfast for dinner like if everybody else is ordering like chicken parmesan and spaghetti will you be the oddball out who's like I freaking want pancakes I have zero compunction with having breakfast for dinner it doesn't bother me if i have it or if anyone else has it um where i went to college teal like every once in a while they would just have breakfast for dinner as their thing and they would have all the breakfast stuff out like hash browns and eggs and made to order omelets and all that kind of stuff um and the place that i frequent that we talk about on this all the time eaton park they have breakfast 24 7 so you can get breakfast anytime you want i love breakfast for dinner um, it was on the menu for me and Mandy this week where I had uh, scrambled eggs with ham and avocado lined up. So I nice. am 100% pro breakfast for dinner. That, yeah. Well, also, too, and we've discussed this, that breakfast for dinner makes a great, like, 90s, early 2000s pop punk band name. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Just, they, they, they're opening for Good Charlotte later. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you can catch them at the at the Waldorf uh, Stop and Shop there because nobody wants to go see Good Charlotte anymore. They being the uh, new album, Low Sodium Bacon or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey Bacon's not real bacon. Yeah, that's a great album title. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we, we were going through – I mean, like, I think I know the answer to this. We were talking about, like, IHOP, Denny's, Waffle House, like – which one is your go-to, but I feel like you're going to choose option D, which would be Eaton Park, because it's essentially all of those, Yeah, that's, only better. That's that's the local one, but, um, you know, if we're going to take that one out of play and we're saying, like, what would be a national chain, 
that that I had to pick from. I suppose it would be Denny's. Um, I I really I've I've never been to a Waffle House ever. Um, I've been to IHOP a couple of times, but I never have ever had good service there. And Same. You know, if, if you like IHOP or whatever, you know that's fine. But I personally speaking have never had good or and it's really not even that it's bad service. It's just not timely. Like they just they'll take your order and go away for 45 minutes. And I'm like, you're making pancakes. It, it does not take 45 minutes to make this. Yeah. Um, so I guess Denny's, but you know, that's only because I like to spend 20, 25 minutes in the bathroom just to get some alone <laughs> time. Um, and that's a guarantee that's on the menu with Denny's there. It's like, you can get the grand slam comes with eggs, hash brown and 25 minutes alone in the bathroom and bowel obstruction. Yeah. Um, we we're big fans of um, like everybody in my family, whether it's me, Sandy, Jax or Chelsea, we all play like it's it's such a stupid game. And we just literally will like rearrange the letters on uh, restaurants or like add extra letters to make them into funny words. So like IHOP, for instance, we were joking. We we're like, well, IHOP is no longer going to be serving pancakes, but they're going to like specifically focus on scrambled eggs. So it's going to be the International House of Scrambled Eggs. So IHOs. And we do stuff like that. And we just like keep coming up with like different things like that. It's very specific, but I get it yeah. because when me and Mandy are driving up and down the road, yeah. sometimes I'll just make up random commercial jingles for local establishments. So yeah. I, I think we all have our like weird thing like that that we do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. We... <laughs> Remember that time period like a year ago when IHOP like temporarily rebranded to IHOB? Oh, burgers. Yeah so dumb yeah it really was because i mean it's not like people are going to be like oh now they serve burgers well i'm sure their service is now better too no like right. i, I feel like wants it, to go there for burgers too like of, of all places exactly i'm i'm with you i don't think burger when i go to ihop but what i think of is horrible service sticky tables and just <laughs> yeah and, and just a general like lack of caring for any any customer service skills whatsoever and yeah, it's, it's just a weird flex because like burgers have always been on their menu. Just yeah, no one ever orders them because they don't expect it to be good, and it's probably not what you're going to IHOP. For. It's like they, it's like they over ordered on their on their hamburger like order list, and they were like, "Fuck, we gotta sell a lot of burgers really quick. Let's change our name to IHOP for like a, like two months." Like to the degree, because if I'm remembering correctly, wasn't that a Super Bowl commercial? The first time they like debuted, where they like flipped the P upside down to a B. Yeah. And, and it's so. like, how many how many pounds of ground meat would they have had to order? Go, you know what? It's cheaper to just buy a Super Bowl commercial. Let's <laughs> let's let's drive right into this thing. Let's spend millions of dollars to get people to come here to order our burgers. And it wasn't even like creative. If they're, if they're like, come try the pancake burger, like that might be something enough for like for fat assholes like me to be like, huh, pancake burger? Don't mind if I do, you know? Like it's, no, nah, they didn't even do that. Yeah, like KFC when they had those double downs, like regardless of how you felt about them, people were like, can you believe this exists in in, in our universe? <laughs> right. And let, let and me order like, two. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of need I, I kind of need to find out about it. Right. Uh, yeah. This is more of a scientific experiment than a dinner. But let's do this. Nobody had that kind of it, they didn't swing the pendulum that far off yeah. of their their core branding. And if I can't trust you to get like a three ingredient pancake right, I'm not very hopeful <laughs> about your burgers. Right. Me. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to one of MC Brooks's favorite uh, sports talk shows, and it's the Dan Levitard show, because I don't know if you guys did this or not, but there's a meme that goes around every year whenever football season starts. And it talks about like uh, it shows a picture of Andy Reid. And it says Andy Reid looks like the kind of guy who would see a box of donuts and like twiddle his fingers and go, ooh, don't mind if I do. I don't know if you guys pictured Andy Reid doing that when I said pancake burger, don't mind if I do, because I yeah, did. I did. <laughs> so, so wait, you're saying that IHOP is thrilled that the Chiefs have made the Super Bowl because they are going to yes. debut their Andy Reid pancake burger ad during this year's Super Bowl and call it. <laughs> What they do is they flip the the P around to make a lowercase d, and it's International House of Diabetes. <laughs> IHOD, right? That, that's what they're doing. Looks, he kind of looks like Wilford Brimley, too. <laughs> exactly. They're, 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 they're kind of tied it all together, going back to the IHOD, bringing Andy Reid in, pancake burger. This has been a master stroke of marketing that has been 
four or five years in the making now. What's What's even funnier though is like GGR. Like we, we've talked about this before that we've we wanted to have like content about food and restaurants and things like that before. But like this is now the second celebrity branding that we've done with food because the first one was when I mispronounced limp biscuit and said limp brisket, and then we created a barbecue place for Fred Fred Durst to start. So. As soon as you said limp brisket, it took the entire group about uh, two milliseconds to jump on that one and decided uh, we needed to make that a real place. Where does he like where does he where was he congealed at? Like, where did he come from? Was he he wasn't a Virginia guy, was he? Who? Fred Durst? Fred Durst? Fred Durst. God, I, God, I hope not. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's from uh, Jacksonville. Let's take a look. What do you got to tell us, Wikipedia? Yep, you got it. Jacksonville. Yeah, because this is how much of a nerd I am and how much I loved Limp Biscuit at one point in the early 2000s. Was there's definitely a song where he says a redneck fucker from Jacksonville. So there you go. That's both impressive and scary at the same time. It is. Like, I, I, I will sometimes forget where I put my keys, but I remember lyrics from early, late 90s, early 2000s new metal songs. Like, don't don't ask me why. I don't know. Like. <laughs> I'll wake up with songs in my head that I haven't heard in like 30 years, like shit like that. Like, like I don't know. Too. Every single day I have a song in my head and it'll be something like the song I heard yesterday and the next day it'll be like a commercial jingle for cereal from 1996 that I haven't heard since then. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I thought I was the only one. No, that's, that's, that, that explains so much though, Steve, like that we both do that. <laughs> um, I wanted to. I kind of had a point for this podcast, but I kind of don't. Like, whatever. We're just having fun. This is the point. This is the point. There's no point. Exactly. This is what you do at a diner anyways, right? Like, uh, let's, I I wanted to ask you guys, because one of of my favorite things to do, it's actually a a whole category of reviews that we do on GGR. Uh, We call them what to watch. Um, But we make it present tense and active like it's doing something when we do it on the podcast and it's what we're watching um let's go around the the room real quick Uh, i am currently oh first off justified my favorite television show of all time is on hulu all seasons and sandy and i have been watching it together and i am oh god i forgot how much i love this show it's so good the the jokes are so funny and witty and like it's just it's just outstanding and like it's it's set in Kentucky and we were watching the first season the other night and it was so funny and, and like off color, but it's so like redneck Kentucky. There's a line where, um, uh, Raylan Givens, who's the, uh, the deputy marshal, uh, the main character of the show is talking to a guy who he grew up with in Harlan County, uh, Kentucky. And he's trying to get information from him. And the guy says, well, I'll give you the information. If you can hit a pitch off of me, cause you never could in high school. And Raylan kind of looks at him quizzically. He goes, you got a baseball bat? And he goes, of course I got a baseball bat. What am I, gay? And they're in a parking lot. So it's just like this the stupidest thing to say. Like, of course I got a baseball bat. What do you think, I'm gay or something? Like, it was just like, that's that's your justification for, for that makes you straight is carrying a baseball bat around with you, like in your car at all times. Well, it's a known fact that gay people are afraid of baseball bats, Michael. I mean, this is, this is science, okay? Don't, all right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> But Interesting. Sandy, Sandy and I laughed at that, and like we've been saying that to each other like all week too, you know? Like, hey, babe, did you uh, start the laundry? Of course I started the laundry. What am I gay? Like, it's just because, yeah, just completely not... out of context. <laughs> exactly, yeah, because we're idiots. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, like just absolutely love Justified. Just a fantastic show. Uh, it's on Hulu. Check it out. You guys will enjoy it if you've never seen it before. Uh, the other one I'll come to later because we're going to discuss that a little bit more. But Steve, what are you watching right now? Uh, so I've been watching a pair of things lately um, because I was just like you scrolling through on Hulu and seeing what was there. There was there was that show that came on a couple years ago, and it's just a stupid procedural uh, bl- uh, blind spot. Uh, it had Jamie oh. Alexander as the the lead from that she was Lady Sif in all the Marvel films, um, uh, and it's exactly what you expect it to be in any kind of procedural like if you've seen the blacklist or ncis or anything like it fits right into that category and sometimes i'll just put that on and go yeah i know what's happening here oh you introduced one new character they probably did it um so i've been watching that but i also was a little behind the eight ball and watching the witcher and um 
about on episode three of that so far. I've read the books and love those books. Uh, I think they're really, really good as far as uh, some modern fantasy stuff goes. Um, I really enjoyed them. And the show is somewhat living up to it so far. Somewhat not. Uh, but again, I'm only three episodes into the eight that, that they are uh, thus far. And um, I've always liked Henry Cavill as, a, as an actor. I think I have yet to kind of really see him in anything that he hasn't acted well in. There's stuff that he's been in that hasn't been good, but I've always kind of liked his performance in, in most everything he's been in. Never his um, fault, basically. Yeah, I mean, like, for all the qualms you can have about the, the DCEU and, and Zack Snyder and all this other stuff, like, I thought he was a pretty good Superman. And um, even stuff like, I had no interest in The Man from Uncle, but randomly watched that the one time, and it was pretty good. Um, I really liked his character in Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, the, the infamous mustache role. Um, so he's doing a good uh, job as Geralt, um, and the look of it's right, the feel of it's right. Um, they're obviously kind of mixing up a lot of, because there's a lot of books for The Witcher, um, and there were two books of short stories before kind of the official novels as well, and that's where they're starting is uh, chronologically, when you put all the books together, there's the two books that are a bunch of short stories, and then the novels pick up, and that's where this season is, is, is picking off of these episodes or kind of each one, one of those one-off short stories. Um, and they've stayed pretty truthful, but they're blending some stuff time-wise, timeline-wise together. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting the way they're adapting it, but I like it so far. Have either of you guys ever read the books or did you watch that series on Netflix? I, I have not yet watched it, however, um... Our newer contributors, Benjamin Shapiro and Chelsea House, did full reviews of every episode of the series. So as the editor-in-chief, I edited them and made sure that they were good. So I've read over the basic mm -hmm. storylines. I still want to watch it. It sounds like it's great. But, like, I I got a little overexcited when I found out Jura uh, that uh, Justified Carol. was on. Oh, oh there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm going to have to wait. i got to watch Justified. Because and I guess like, the other thing I could say is, have you, either of you guys played the video games? Because obviously that's another huge element of, of the, the I'm lore. I'm currently playing The Witcher 3 now, and I started after finishing the series because I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the series. Um, I didn't find it confusing or anything because I, I I hadn't read the books, I hadn't played any of the games prior, but I, I really enjoyed this performance. Uh, I really enjoy Henry Cavill. I mean, I enjoyed pretty much all the acting. I enjoyed the entire world that they set up over the course of the, the series. And I'm, I'm still in the early stages of the game. But I, just comparing Henry Cavill's performance to the, the, the Geralt in the games, pretty spot on from, 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 what, I, from what I got so far. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, that was something that was interesting to me is like people really like kind of went off on this weird tangent where they were like oh if you've never played the video games or read the books it's really confusing and like the consensus from all from our two people who were reviewing this Ben who had not read the books but played the video games he wasn't confused Chelsea was a little confused but it, she said it was really easy to pick up so like I just don't understand like why there was such a, a fervor over that yeah that's what I that's what I because that was, that was the social media response that I kind of saw too because I I watched it a couple weeks after after uh, after it already been out, and a lot of the review a lot of the reviews I had seen for it seemed to really divide everyone into two groups. It was people who had either read the books or played the game really liked the series. People who hadn't done either didn't really get it, didn't understand it, didn't like it or, or anything. And so I, th I thought that was really interesting. Um, but when I watched it, I, I kind of picked up on what on like what it was in the first episode like, i didn't think i didn't think you know much of the stuff was confusing like oh witchers are basically monster hunters like they they like, if you pay attention they kind of go through a lot of the stuff you need to know in the first couple episodes yeah well and they're starting in the series where i started with the books like i started with the short story books and before I got into like the actual novels um, and the same level, I don't want to say confusion, but the kind of learning curve, because they really do in the books also 
kind of just drop you in if that's where you start. Um, I believe the first one's called The Sword of Destiny. Um, and the, like, the, the way that it's kind of laid out is the same as, as the show, where you're jumping around in different parts of time. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's the one episode that I just watched where, um, the Witcher storyline is happening at one timeline. And then the stuff with Yennefer is like years ago. And they kind of reference that by showing a younger version of the one character that Geralt is, you know, interacting with, who's now an, you know, an older King. Um, so like, you know, I, I could see how that could be somewhat confusing, but I don't know. I mean, whether you're reading the book or and I haven't played the video game, so I can't speak to that or watching the series. Once you make that little learning curve, you're you're fine. So I, I yeah. don't know. It just seems like I, honestly, like as somebody who likes watching fantasy anyways, like I mean, I had read all the Lord of the Ring books when I was a kid and watching the movies was was fine. But I wasn't like nitpicking them to death like it, I it was feasible for me to be able to watch those movies and not have to have any backstory like I feel like fantasy is fantasy. It's like, well, why did this person do that? I don't need to understand how the mechanics of magic work in the universe to know that, like, oh, shit, this person has magical powers. Like, it's yeah. pretty fucking self-explanatory. Yeah, like, unless it, that's part of the story. Like, you need to know what's going yeah. on to for a plot element, right? Um, and that's not here. I mean, and, and it's the same in the books, dude. Like, people just have magic and people yeah. are mutants and stuff. And you're like, oh, all right, that's a thing whatever yeah. let's let's move on <laughs> yeah yeah i was much less confused watching this as opposed to something like game of thrones really so this was yeah. less confusing than game of thrones for, for me for me it was okay and maybe it's because in witcher you're really only focused you're really only focusing on three characters as opposed to uh, a ton that um who were had pretty prominent roles in game of thrones I Maybe you. I mean I think it's it's probably more of that you're um, more of that, but like I said I, I picked up on like what the, what's what with The Witcher pretty early on, you know going into it with with no knowledge from the books or games. Yeah, and there's a lot of in The Witcher where like he'll do some stuff and that storyline's over and it never comes back again. Yeah, uh, that's not as common in Game of Thrones where it's one thing leads to another leads to another and it's all kind of tied back to what's been happening where's the witcher he's like i'm gonna go fight this striga okay bye and we're never gonna talk to you again bye you know that so it's a little bit different of storytelling um and i think maybe that's what maybe some people were expecting because i imagine this would have drawn some comparisons to game of thrones uh while it's not quite as wide in scope it has the same kind of feel and setting where it's a fantasy where there's magic and people are getting their heads cut off and there's a little bit of nudity so i can see where they'd be coming from um you don't really necessarily have to remember every single character every storyline because it's not really going to inform what's happening in episode five because of what happened in episode two like whatever yeah yeah Yeah. uh mc what are you currently watching bud well i just finished the witcher um i just finished the mandalorian I just finished season two of you, Shit, which I know, dude. which I know we're going to, we're going to talk about. We'll have a separate, a separate, uh, dalliance for that specifically because yeah, yeah, that yeah, show yeah, yeah. needs that, like its own. You is yeah. just a whole category unto itself. So, Oh, oh yeah. And it's funny cause I've been watching a lot. I've been watching YouTube videos where people are catching small little references to stuff, uh, yeah. from, uh, season one to in, in season two. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, so because I finished all of, all of that stuff uh, right now, I've really like all the Arrowverse shows just started up again. So um, I've, I'm excited to kind of see what pro, what the pro, excuse me post crisis world looks like in the Arrowverse. You know what kind of changes have been made. Um, and the Arrow finale is next week. And I guess I'll just say this in advance. Uh, the, the next episode of The Overflow will be coming out next week, and I'm going to be talking about Arrow in its entirety and and also kind of uh, uh, the, this backdoor pilot that aired this past week because that's um, that's going to be the show that repl- that's going to end up replacing it next year. It's so, um, Birds of Prey and... 
or what is it? No, what are they calling it? Green, or sirens. Green Arrow and the Canaries. Or Canaries. Okay, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, Green Arrow and the and the Canaries. And I, I have a lot of thoughts about this backdoor pilot. Um, anyone who follows me on social media probably saw <laughs> what I thought. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go 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 a bit more depth in depth um, next week after I see the finale and kind of see what they do to wrap up the show and, and the characters and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm watching the Arrowverse. Um, the new, the new season of Sabrina just came out today. So I'm going to dive into that. I meant to right watch the first season off. and I never got around to it. It's really good. It's a, it's a much darker take on Sabrina. Um, because, uh, then kind of what I think a lot of people remember from the live action and the, the cartoon that was on when we were younger. It's a much darker take because it's based on the like a darker run of of Sabrina. Okay. But I think it's really good. I, I I enjoy it so far. So there's no like puppet cat uh, Salem that's voiced by Nick Bakai that just makes stupid <laughs> jokes all the time. Well, no, Salem is there. Oh, spoiler, but Salem is there, but Salem doesn't speak. Oh, like, well, that's, Salem, that's yeah. disappointing. <laughs> I used to I mean, love that show, man. That was that was good, like just <laughs> stupid shit to watch on like I think it was on like I think it was on TGIF, like on ABC yeah, yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, with like Boy Meets World and stuff like that. I'd I'd rewatch that, honestly. Yeah. Um the other show that I'm watching, and we'll give it a little bit of time here, and then I want to discuss uh something that we met that I mentioned in passing, and I wanted to get your your gauge on this, guys. Um I started um the first episode of Star Trek Picard last night. And I gotta say, like, it was not what I expected, and not in a bad way. It was, it was excellent. I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it hooked me. Man, I want to know what the hell else is going on in this universe. Um, but Patrick Stewart just, just chewing the fuck out of scenery, man. Just like every time he's on screen, just, just completely captivating. And they answer, in just the first episode, they answer so many questions that I had. And, like, that's what's really been satisfying about this is, like, they're not doing this, like, the slow reveal, slow tease. Like, some of the big questions are clearly answered in the first episode. And it's not so much that they give it all away, because there's still some really big questions, but, like, enough that you're just like, oh, well, at least now I know why this thing happened or that thing happened. And it's it's good stuff. In fact, we're going to have a friend of the show, Steve Connolly, on again, because as he likes to do, we'll, t- we'll be talking Star Trek with him at some point. So he'll be talking uh, Star Trek Picard with us. Awesome. So overall, good, good sentiments then. Um, yes. How, how's the feel of it? Like, I don't, I don't want to necessarily give any spoilers or anything away, but like, does it feel like TNG? Does it feel like uh, Discovery? It does feels it feel more like it feels more like thing? Discovery. It feels more like Discovery because of the way that they're telling the story. Because TNG was was episodic, where everything nothing really tied to the other episodes. It was just like, hey, here's our bad guy of the week. This one is a is a cohesive story, each piece inter, inter um, connecting with the one that will follow it. So it feels like more uh, more like Discovery in that way. But like because of who's in it, it has a distinct feel and they are referencing a shit ton of Star Trek The Next Generation stuff. Like it is chock full. There are so many Easter eggs, like mentions of characters that were in episodes that if you're a huge fan, you'd be like, oh, I remember that dude. That was the dude who like put data on trial and like was trying to determine whether or not he was a living thing or if he was a, a, a machine. Like it was it was really like they do a lot of fan service, but none of it is so like, hey, this is for you fans out there. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, it's all like telling part of this awesome story that they've they've already put together. And they're doing it um, like Mandalorian style. They're rolling it out like one episode a week, right? They're not yes. dump, dumping it all. Yes, which, again, I am a big fan of. And that that's the same as Discovery, right? Yes, Discovery is also once a week instead of like dumping it all. So it's I, I really think that it's it's a throwback, but I think it's better that way. I really do. Because the other thing too is is like that's more for like adults that have jobs because like I can't binge watch shit like I used to because I gotta get up for work the next day and like I got other things that I gotta do. I can't I can't binge watch six hours of a show, you know? I got I got responsibilities, I got podcasts to edit, I got articles to write, I got, you know, laundry to do and, and household chores to take care of. Like that's that's some that's some that's some twenty year old shit. Like I can't handle that. <laughs> so you're not gonna use one of your weeks of vacation from work for that? 
No, I will not be using a week of vacation <laughs> to binge watch shows. I'm not going to say that I haven't thought about it, but no, I will not be doing that. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk to you guys about this because, and I'm going to do it on the air. And ultimately, if we cut it, we cut it. It's fine. But I want to discuss this with you. Oh, boy. In general, when it comes, there are certain words that you try to stay away from using in any derogatory sense, right? And I wonder, because when I was talking about justified, and I was talking about the thing that Sandy and I were laughing at, right? Like the use of the word gay. Like he was, he was making, it was a joke. I laughed at it. It's fine. It's funny. Like, but I, al I almost worry about saying things like that on the podcast because I, I'm not offended by it, but I'm also not gay. And I wouldn't be offended by something like that, but it's not fair for me to say that somebody else can't be. And that's the big thing with this is here at GGR, we want to be as inclusive as possible. We don't want to offend anybody. It, I sometimes don't even know where the line is anymore. Like, is that's not offensive, is it? Referencing that? Uh, to your point, I don't know if – I promise you, you can find people out there that, who are, are offended by it, but I don't know – like you said, if that where the line is, I don't know, is ironically, it's a show called Justified. I don't know what's justified and what's not justified anymore as far as offense when you're offended by things like when does it go from I'm offended by something because I'm legitimately offended by it or I'm offended by something because that's the person that I want to be. I want to be the victim offended by stuff. I have no idea where the line is anymore. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I agree with you that the stance should be, I'm going to do everything in my power to not offend people. Yeah. And if someone is offended, then I would hope at least that they're willing to have a conversation about why they're offended. Cause it just, yeah. just screaming at someone and saying, you should know better. Really? Should I? Because at this point, how can anyone, if you're willing to talk to me about it, let's talk about it. But I'm not just going to have a blanket understanding of everything that offends anyone at this point. MC, what's your take on that, man? Uh, I mean, personally, I, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, well, uh, I'll say this: I don't think so from the perspective of you. You used it; in, uh, you were referencing a show. Um, because you're quoting it, yeah, I, I, I think most people would kind of be understanding about it. I gotcha. Um, and that was kind of my take on it too. And like, it's far be it for me to tell somebody what they can and can't be offended about. Yeah. And it's it's more so like that's that's the overarching thing with this is there were there were times when we we've never perf professed being perfect. And there are times where Steve and I have said things that like later upon reflection, we were like, hey, maybe we shouldn't have said that. And I will literally go through and edit it out of the podcast or I left it there. And like if you go back and listen to old episodes, I'm not going to point you in the direction and be like, hey, this is one time we said this bad word. Like <laughs> here's a timestamp in the episode. Go yeah, check exactly. it out. Yeah, no, but like there are things that we've said and then like later we were like, maybe we shouldn't say that anymore. So like it's – I think there's a huge difference between saying a word as a like in joking manner or like quoting somebody and not having – there's a difference between a joke and bad taste and hate. And like none of the things that come out of our mouths are hate with the exception of me and hating Brian McCann. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is doubling down on his stance there. Fuck I'm, no, I'm, I'm with you. I have his back on that. So. Yeah, okay, thank you. Appreciate that. Definitely have your back on that. But, like, I mean, I think we're all in agreement with that, right? Like, you're never going to hear any, like, hatred towards, like, any creed or, or person of any sort of differing persuasion than anything that we have because we're all inclusive. And, like, not I don't think a single one of us has any hatred in our in our body. Like, it's just not something that we possess because we love all things different in shape and size. And it, like, that's the kind of thing where I, I can say, like, I don't think there was any offense in it. But at the same time, too, like, I'm almost afraid to say it because as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, shit. Like, uh, do I really want to piss anybody off? Do I really want to potentially turn I mean, people off from this podcast? I mean, I'll say there's a lot of lowbrow offensive humor that I think a lot of us in private laugh at. I know I do. Right? I, I watch, yeah. I watch, I, I, I'm very open to, about the fact I, I watch a lot of dank meme videos. I'm, I, <laughs> I go, <laughs> I, I visit dank meme pages. 
I don't laugh at everything, but there's a lot of stuff on there that is hilarious to me that I might share, uh, you know, via text or in, on Messenger or something like that. But I'd never, you know, make it. I'd never make it public. I'd never share it uh, publicly or anything or anything like that. And I, I think that is probably true for 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 a lot of us. Um, I this is uh, this uh, this subject. This, uh, why can't I speak? This subject in general is, is um, I'm also kind of interested by because um, I'm generally of the belief I'm generally a person who will just kind of if I think it's going to be offensive I will probably just avoid it altogether because it's just better to just avoid the controversy uh, as opposed to try to be the guy grandstanding over something that you know I find funny. Or something like that, yeah. because and, you know we can't we can't just like you said we can't speak to someone of of the offended group and tell them our in, whether and 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 talk about our, what our intentions were as if that's going to take precedence over the impact of it. So like with with like the joke you said earlier, using gay in the pejorative in that sense, which is you know where while I think a lot of people would probably agree. Are there more pressing issues as far as our friends in the LGBTQ community are concerned? Like, are there more pressing issues than using gay as a pejorative? Of course. I, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Um, but the, those who are, you know, who, who, who are kind of going to kind of side eye because of because of that, even if it is kind of lowbrow and low hanging fruit as compared to other more pressing things. I mean, they're they're justified to feel that way. Yeah, look at that, using the name of the show too. Yeah, boom. Well done. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think I kind of settled it. I'll, I'll just cut it out. Like it's. I'll just cut it out. <laughs> really? Of this episode. Or you could that's, just edit. Just edit uh, it. Just, that's surprising. You, know, you just you could just edit it. Uh, just edit. I mean, because uh, ultimately, too, it people who watch the show will will understand. Like they, they'll know what you meant. Yeah, because I'm literally it's literally showing like how insecure these rednecks are from bumfuck Kentucky, you know, yeah. like and just how how ridiculous it is. Is like that's his sign that he's he's so hetero and masculine. You know, I got a baseball bat in my truck, you know, like it's but yeah. All right. We'll keep I, it. I would say in this case, though, because you're referencing a show, you're fine. It's yeah. I, I think that's totally because you're referencing a show and you, and you yourself admitted that like the ridiculousness of it is what you find funny not yeah. the fact that someone is is uh, using gay as a pejorative in that sense yeah like i don't think you need to edit it out I, I i don't think anyone would really be offended by that especially given you know that you you're quoting and then you you rational you you gave your explanation behind it it's not yeah. like hey i'm mike i'm i'm mike and using gay as a pejorative is hilarious to me. You know, like you know. <laughs> on this episode of the Diner, all of Mike's favorite episodes of shows where they use gay as a pejorative. <laughs> Number one, justified. Top Here we go. Let's style. go to the clip. Yeah. Do top ten oh style. my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might cut your your little drop that you just did. Hi, I'm Mike, and I use gay as a pejorative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're, gonna, you're gonna use that in the new open. <laughs> That's gonna be our new intro. <laughs> oh man <laughs> i mean really like think about it though i mean at the beginning of this we were talking about you recommending a milkshake from chick-fil-a dude yeah. there could be people who could blow you up about that right now and there's people who go it's a milkshake so i mean like i at this point you kind of have to decide where your line is yeah. uh and where you want the group's line is and i 100 percent agree with mc it's all about the intent and if some people are going to ignore the intent and only care about the content and rob the entire podcast of the intent of what you're saying, you can't control that. But what you can control is your actions, what you say, yeah. and the conversations that we as a group have um, and let people read into it how they're going to read into it. So I think you have done nothing wrong in the sense of you're saying what they said on this show and it's a show that you've loved for a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, it's – 
it, it's it's whatever, you know, like as we discussed on an episode, it was me. It was you as Rambo. Uh, it was MC. And we uh, Rambo was the one that said it. It wasn't it wasn't his quote, but he, he got it from somewhere else. There is no ethical consumption in capitalism. And like that's that's part of the whole Chick-fil-A thing. Like it, if you're trying to find your moral compass, a chicken place is not the place to do it. And that, that was your quote, Steve. You know, like it's I went there because it was delicious like I'm not giving them extra money on top of the milkshake so that they can do whatever it is that they do with their money. I don't care because ultimately that's, that's their, that that's, and that's not even their money. That franchise's money is doing what it does to run that business. Like the CEO is the one that's doing that. And that's a, a separate thing in my opinion, but like, it's, that's one thing, but then I don't know, we're getting into a, murky water here with Dude, this. it's the diner that's what happens you just start yeah. having conversations yeah. and they go where they go <laughs> i just feel like there's a vast difference between something like that and something like the president of the united states still taking money from all of his business ventures when a president is not supposed to be doing that i think that's a vast difference you know like being knowingly corrupt when you're not supposed to be when you're in a position of power and being a chicken franchise who the the founder and the guy who's the CEO is not even the founder. It, he's the son of the founder. So he's making the money off of what his father did. Like what he chooses to do with his money is his own business. And like, I don't think the the company itself is like saying, this is what we're doing with our money. That That's the misconstrued. That's the misconception with all that too, is like, that's what I'm trying to figure out with all that. Is it really Chick-fil-A, the entity that's doing this? Or is it the guy who owns Chick-fil-A? He's not using Chick-fil-A money. He's using his money, correct? Isn't that how that works? Yeah. Yeah. And and like you said, the vast majority of Chick-fil-A's are franchised. So all they're doing is basically collecting royalties off of every chicken sandwich sold for the, the corporate entity. We talked earlier about Yum Foods and, and you know, RBI and stuff like that. It's like I have no idea what their CEO uh, is spending their own personal money on, and it in zero way uh, impacts my decisions on where I eat when I'm hungry. Um, I, I kind of agree with that quote that there's no ethical consumption to to the sense that like if you look hard enough, you can find dirt and shadows in every single business. Yeah, I mean, like like Walmart. Like who who among us can say that they've never shopped at a Walmart? I certainly can't. And I mean, they have all sorts of ridiculous things that they don't do properly. I mean, like same thing with Amazon. Haven't we all bought things from Amazon? Yep. And Amazon is notorious for not paying their their people appropriately. Like uh, Jeff Bezos makes billions of dollars a year and a lot of his employees have to collect food stamps because they're not making enough money. Like, is that ethical? Has that stopped any of us from purchasing things from Amazon? Um, Rambo and I had an amazing conversation. He was telling me about how uh, working in a comic book shop, he will he has had people in his comic book shop ask the pricing of something and then look up the pricing of the thing as they like, mind you, they grabbed it and brought it to the counter and then look the thing up on their phone on Amazon to see how much it is and then turn their phone to him and say, can you price match this? And Rambo basically saying, no, what are you high? And well, you, you guys should be able to price match. Well, here's the difference between buying things in a local store and buying it on Amazon. Amazon can give steep discounts because they're buying so much in bulk and they're just shipping it from their warehouse. We're a local proprietor. It's completely different. And the, and the customer is getting angry and not understanding why Ram, like Rambo in this particular circumstance would not give them a discount. And like it's, it's so hard because like the – I see both sides of it. Like if Amazon can give it to you for cheaper, then why wouldn't you buy it there? But at the same time, you want to support local business. And people will say that all the time. Oh, I want to support local business. I'm in here supporting local business. Here's a picture of me that I'm going to put on Instagram supporting local business. But then you're going to do some shit like that. Right. Yeah, it's called showrooming. People do it all the time. They go into a place, check a thing out and then buy it online cheaper. (laughs) See, I just I, I, I skip the whole process and I just don't go anywhere and I just buy everything online or pirate it. So there's that. <laughs> You're like, there's the secret third option where I screw everybody. over. Everybody loses. I mean, for fuck's Except sake, it's GGR pirate radio. What would you expect? <laughs> 
Oh, man. All right, guys. I think we've we've covered a lot in this trip to the diner here. Um, I want to thank you both, MC Brooks, Steve Monick. Thank you guys for being involved in some wonderful conversation here about uh, all things various and sundry uh, when it comes to geekiness and trying to be a decent person and, and not offend anybody actively you know not not purposefully do anything to piss anybody off i think that's that's the secret really as long as you're not like purposefully going around and saying shit like people are too offended these days and they're too sensitive and they're, they're, they're. i think that as long as you're not doing that you're doing all right as far as as far as we're concerned here at the uh, at the great geek refuge so guys check out the website it's greatgeekrefuge.com check out our podcasts we're on iTunes, or it's not even iTunes anymore, it's Apple Music or Apple Podcasts or whatever the hell they're calling it now. Uh, we're on Google Play. We are on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. We're everywhere that you can find podcasts for the most part, unless there's some very unique indie app that you get your podcasts on. And if you do, let me know about it, because I will gladly submit our stuff there so that we can have our stuff there too, and you can listen to it as, as well, because we want to be accessible to all. So for all of us, here at the Great Geek Refuge, thanks again for tuning in and listening. My name is Mike, and don't be a juice You regret this day, friend. I'm not your friend, buddy. I'm not your buddy, guy. He's not your guy, friend. I'm not your friend, buddy. We're not your Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!